Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Wild, Messy, Infinite Love. Um, the reason I call this a special edition is because this episode was not planned until this very afternoon that I am recording this, which is the evening of Ash Wednesday, which for those of you who are not church folk, which is totally fine, it is Wednesday, February 26th. Um, so I had the idea to write this episode this afternoon, and now I am recording it this evening, and I'm not really sure how long it's going to be. This might be a normal length. This might be actually pretty short because it's kind of short notice, but I felt like, you know, I need to write this down and I need to make it into a podcast. So that's what I'm going to do. So this one is like a special edition 22.5-ish, um, and this episode is called Dust to Dust because everyone we are entering into what church folk call the Lenten season. And today, being Ash Wednesday, is the very first day of Lent. Um, now, for those of you listening, this won't be coming out until tomorrow morning, so you're actually already in the Lenten season, which is pretty cool. Um, but I really wanted to just share a few thoughts that really stuck out to me as I was reflecting on what Ash Wednesday and what the Lenten season means to me. So, without further ado, dust to dust, let's talk about it. Okay, so for those of you out there listening, some of you might be saying, Eric, I totally know what Lent is. Others of you might be saying, I have no idea what Lent is. That is okay, because you know what? Like I normally do, I'm going to give us a little bit of a primer, which is very much a Cliff Notes version. There's definitely more to this that can be unpacked. Um, but I'll give you a little bit of an understanding of what the Lenten season is and why people continue to do it to this day. And then from there, we're going to talk about how Ash Wednesday and how Lent through this imagery of dust to dust is not necessarily the somber image of you're eventually going to die someday, but really it's a call to action to be more engaged with your life, not to be detached, but to be firmly rooted in the paradox of our lives. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. But first, let's talk about what Lent is. So Lent is essentially um, the beginning of the Easter season. So um, 40 days before Easter, not counting Sundays, um, the season of Lent kicks off and it's Christianity's own sort of like penance or um, Christianity's own sense of wandering through the wilderness, much like the Israelites wandered through the wilderness in the Old Testament and Hebrew scriptures. Also, much like Jesus wandered through the wilderness before his ministry began. So if you're familiar with the Gospels at all, you'll know that in all four of these Gospel accounts, um, before Jesus really starts getting into going around and speaking to people, Jesus essentially spends some time out in the wilderness, out in the desert, 
being by himself, fasting, um, and you know all this kind of stuff. So to prepare himself for the fruits that would be coming in his ministry. So this Lenten season is sort of to model that journey that Jesus went through. Um, in addition, it's also a journey of solidarity with the journey of Jesus, um, from his miracles to his suffering and eventually to his resurrection, um, which is the pinnacle of Lent. Um, so there's this 40-day fast, like I said, not counting Sundays because it's actually like something crazy, like 46 or 50 days until Easter at this point. Um, but essentially, it's this 40-day fast to really come into solidarity of what Jesus's life, death, and ministry really meant for his disciples, what it really meant for the early church, and also, possibly more importantly, what it means for people today. Um, but it's really curious that Lent begins with this really bizarre-seeming church holiday holiday by the name of Ash Wednesday. And essentially during this Ash Wednesday service, um, which as I'm recording, this is actually going on right now. Um, generally they turn the lights down low in the church and the pastor reminds us that we all came from dust and to dust we shall return. A lot of the imagery focuses on Adam and Eve and the creation story and how humanity was formed from dust and how humanity will eventually return to the dust. Um, and it's really bizarre because for a season that's meant to be this almost like birthing period or there's natal period for the joy of Easter, you'd think that the Easter season would begin with resounding gongs and cymbals and laughter and people cheering and dancing in the street. And instead, the Easter season is kicked off by this somber service that essentially tells us, you come from dirt. And this is the paradox of the Easter season because Easter is not only tinged with great joy, but it's also tinged with great sorrow. Um, to narrow it down even further in the Holy Week leading up to Easter, we see the joyous rapture of Palm Sunday where everyone is cheering Jesus on as he's entering into Jerusalem and saying, Jesus, you are our king. And then all of a sudden it almost switches as if it's on a dime to all of a sudden Jesus is in this kangaroo court. He's being brought before the Roman authorities and he's being nailed to a cross and he's dying. So there's a very strange paradox in this Easter season and the Lenten season does a really good job of capturing that because there's this somberness to it. There's this fasting period. There's this denial period. There's this um, really reflective period but there's also really great joy that's found within that reflection as well. And ultimately, the culmination of Lent is a joyous occasion for Christians everywhere. Um, you know, this, this paradox is central to the Easter story. And in fact, this paradox, as we'll continue to um, realize as we go through um, my outline for this podcast, this paradox is a crucial piece of the human, excuse me, the human narrative as well, because 
there's a paradox in when the divine and the dust of the earth mingle and meet. Um, so that's sort of the introduction to this Lenten Easter season. Um, and now we're going to talk about fallowness and harvest. So if you look out into the world right now, at least if you live in the Northern Hemisphere, you will probably see brown grass. You'll see trees with no leaves on them. Um, you'll see a lot of gray and dreary days. I know here in central to Northern Virginia, it's been very rainy. It's been very gray. It's been kind of muggy. You know, it's just kind of been like blah. Today especially was a very blah day. And just everything around us is dead essentially. But fast forward a couple months to April and May, all of a sudden, all these trees that don't have any leaves on them will suddenly be bursting forth with leaves. Flowers will be popping out of the ground over the summer. Fruits and vegetables galore will be popping out of the ground and people will be eating all these fresh foods, um, all these bountiful harvests, all this kind of stuff. So within the world that we see with our own eyes and feel with our own hands, with all of our five senses, we see a world that goes through this cycle of fallow seasons and harvest seasons, fallow seasons and bountiful seasons. There are seasons where things are dead and buried, and there are seasons where things are bursting at the seams with grace and love and joy and boundless energy. And this is not just a seasonal cycle. It's not necessarily the path of um, fall and winter into spring and summer and then back into fall and winter. You know, like if you look at the seasons outside, we very much go through this cycle of life, death, and then rebirth. There's this bountiful life that comes forth um, during the summer period, and then fall into winter, those bountiful fruits begin to die and things begin to get buried in this death. But then in that death, there's some form of rebirth and all of a sudden in spring, new things start to pop out of the ground. And this is, like I said, this is not just a seasonal um, pattern that we see, but this is actually a pattern and a cycle that is part of the universal and cosmic motion of the whole thing. Um, the whole thing is the cycle of life into death and into rebirth. And this is also a cycle and journey of our own lives um, because we all experience this weird paradoxical combination of life and death and rebirth. Um, you know, there are seasons where we go through really high anxiety. And then there are seasons where we go through with relative peace and relief. We go through very serious seasons of change um, and transition, but then we also go through seasons of security and steadiness. You know, we have seasons of joy, and then we also have seasons of suffering, seasons of pain, and also seasons of healing. We experience loss, but we also experience new discoveries. Because ultimately, our lives are almost like a giant rhythm, almost like a giant sound wave that's undulating between high and low points. You know, we have these mountaintop experiences, but we also have the very low periods of the valley of shadow. 
We have these periods when it feels like we are walking into the city of Jerusalem flanked by the hosts of all the people in the world cheering you on and saying, you go, girl, you go, man. And then other times we feel like we are standing on trial completely alone. Sometimes we experience the paradox of these things all at the same time. Sometimes we are in the midst of loss and we're discovering something new. Sometimes we're in the midst of suffering, but we experience something joyful. Sometimes we are in the midst of pain and then we find new healing somewhere else all at the same time. Don't worry. It doesn't mean you're crazy. It just means you're human. It means you're dust. And the, the piece of this paradoxical cycle of life to death to rebirth is not necessarily just this cycle of one thing and then the other. It's also a spiritual paradox, so to speak. Um, and that paradox speaks to the, the paradox between special and ordinary. So not only do we experience pain and healing, not only do we experience joy and suffering, but also within us exists almost this dual nature of being special, being members with the divine, being bearers and sharers of this divine spirit of love. But also we are ordinary, humble human beings. It's the paradox which exists within us each and every day. It's that thing within us that tells us, yes, you have a purpose. Yes, you have desires. Yes, you have passions. Yes, you have work to do in this world that means something. Yes, you in all of your you-ness is a special and needed gift in the world. But then there's also this aspect of us that isn't special. There's this aspect of us that's just human, that's just ordinary, that we're just this one drop that's being mixed in with the rest of humanity that's all caught up in this grander cosmic scale. There's this piece of us that tells us, yes, we're special, but then there's also this piece of us that says, we're just a speck of dust floating around on this giant space rock. This is the paradox of the self essentially. Um, the paradox of realizing I am individual and I am also collective. Um, Hinduism has a really beautiful way of talking about this. So, um, and I know I've talked about this in the podcast before, but in Hinduism, the, the goal of religion, the goal of spirituality isn't necessarily to become holier than thou, but it's really just to break the karmic cycle to break this separation from the divine and ultimately be restored within the divine. And the way they talk about it is each person has this um, almost like this droplet of the divine placed within them. And that's the thing that continues to be reincarnated with every different reiteration. When someone breaks the karmic cycle of the, the karmic cycle being karma, um, that divine drop 
is no longer recycled back into the world, but rather that the vine drop returns to the all God into the whole of the divine. It's like a raindrop falling back into the sea. So yes, you are an individual raindrop, but you're a raindrop in the midst of a vast ocean. We have our thing that says, this is me. This accumulation of molecules is saying to me that this is Eric. But at the same time, everything is just an accumulation of molecules. Fucking weird, right? This is the paradox that we live in. We live in this paradox of seeming contrasting experiences. We live in this paradox of contrasting selves. Um, and this is what the Easter season is getting at. This is what the Lenten season is getting at. This is what the dust to dust is getting at. Um, this is as... Um, as Richard Rohr would claim, the universal Christ. Um, so I've also been rereading through Richard Rohr's book, The Universal Christ. So this is very fresh on the mind, and it's sort of been hovering around in my consciousness for the past week or so. Um, so it was really easy to bring this to bear in this podcast. But essentially what Richard Rohr says, it's that the universal Christ is found within the paradox of flesh and spirit, within the paradox of dust and divine, within the paradox of specialness and ordinariness. Um, and it's within that paradox that the Christ rests, and it's within that paradox that when we are in communion with the Christ, that we also rest. Because when we reach that spot of paradox, that's where true expansion happens. Um, that's where the juice is, so to speak. Um, essentially, this paradox being attuned to the universal Christ is being both being present in this moment, but also being present in all moments. What I mean by this is that it's it's absolutely important to be aware and conscious in the, our present moment. It's absolutely important to be present with our joy and our suffering and everything else that's going on in between. But this paradox also is in itself a detachment as well, a letting go, a realization, an acceptance of suffering and joy, which will lead eventually to rebirth, which gives way for joy and bearing fruit. Uh, and that fruit will eventually give way to further death and rebirth and so on and so forth. So we are present in our moment. We are present in our experiences, but our vision also expands beyond just this moment and this experience or these experience and finds its spot within the ever expanding cosmic cycle of life and death and rebirth and finds itself also within this melting pot of shared experiences and shared questions and shared answers and everything else in between. Because when we find our spot within the universal Christ, it is within there 
that we find rhythm and we find peace and we find balance. And I'm sure many of you listening to this are probably seeking some form of rhythm or peace or balance. I know I certainly am. You know, how many of us feel as though our schedules are unbalanced? We spend the majority of our time and energy focused on one thing or one community rather than the rest of our lives. How many of us spend so much time focused on work that our personal lives or our home lives totally go to rot? How many of us alternatively alternatively spend too much time focusing on the self and focusing on how carefully we have to protect our energies that all of a sudden everything else goes out the window? All of a sudden we don't have the energy to work because this is a precious thing we need to hold on to. How many of us feel like we are in a perpetual fallow period, a perpetual death, perpetual suffering, which eventually leads us to despair and narrows our vision into seeing just this suffering. There's nothing outside of this. It is just this, and there is no way out. How many of us, on the other hand, feel like the other shoe is about to drop so that when we are experiencing this ecstatic, excuse me, this ecstatic joy, we're never really truly able to live into the joy of that experience because our mind isn't present here, but it's somewhere down the road saying, well, it's going to come back and bite me in the butt. Something is going to happen. The other shoe is going to drop at some point. So I need to be ready for it. It's one thing to realize this paradox. It's one thing to say, yeah, I can see that in my own life. I'm sure many of you listening to this podcast can say, yeah, I can absolutely see some semblance of one of those experiences that you talked about, Eric, in my own life. But realization is only the first step. Because ultimately, acceptance of this paradox is the key. Acceptance of the paradox that from dust we have come and to dust we will return. This paradox that dust is both ordinary, but also the meeting place between human and divine. And I think this is really where it starts to take shape for me just what dust means in the liturgy of Ash Wednesday and the Easter season as a whole. Because within the Christian tradition, a lot of these Lenten services and a lot of these Ash Wednesday services will harken back to Adam and Eve and the fact that Adam and Eve were formed from the dust. But one of the really interesting things about this creation story that we're hearkening back to is that the dust didn't just automatically appear into the form of a human. Nothing in the created world, according to the creation myth, just appeared out of thin air. Everything in creation, the very dust and earth itself, 
appeared through the molding and the mingling and the meeting between the chaos, the dust of the cosmos with the divine spirit. Humanity, while we refer to ourselves as coming from dust, humanity really comes from the meeting point between the divine and the dust. The meeting point between the special and the ordinary. The meeting point between chaos and order. The meeting point between suffering and joy. This is what it means to be dust. To be dust is to be caught up in this paradox of being dust that is in the mingling and meeting point with the divine. And we need to accept that paradox that we are special, but we are also ordinary. Our experiences from joy to suffering and everything in between is part of who we are as humans. It's part of the created world. It's part of the cosmic cycle as a whole. We need to learn to be able to accept being present in the moment, but also being detached from needing to be special all the time. And I do want to leave a disclaimer here because I I think this is really important to say, and I think this really gets at the heart of what this podcast is really about because ultimately this podcast is not necessarily about detachment and just completely releasing your life from your hands and from you know taking action. Ultimately, this podcast is meant to help us look at this paradox and how it really puts us into the heart of engagement and participation with our lives. Because this paradox does not mean that we are to be utterly detached and passive in either our joy or suffering. The paradox is not speaking to the need to detach from the world. Rather, the paradox puts us into a more engaged and participatory stance in the world around us. The paradox is that thing that while there are things in our life that are out of our control and while the flow of spirit goes through various repetitive cycles, it is where the ordinary and divine, where the juice is, where the electricity is, where the party is at, where the dancing happens, this paradox between dust and divine, between special and ordinary, draws us very firmly into the heart of the universal Christ. It draws us very firmly into the heart of what it means to be human. So what that means is that, yes, we're supposed to recognize that there is a grand cycle that we're all a part of. Yes, we're supposed to recognize that we are all individuals and us in all of our usness is important. Um, But this paradox is inviting us to come into closer relationship with our lives and with the lives of others and with the lives of all of creation and the cosmos. And when we come into closer relationship, that spurs action. So for instance, um, for me, one of the ways that I've seen this in my own life is being confronted with perspectives that are different than my own. Um, You know, when 
the the house and the Christianity that I grew up in was not accepting of the LGBTQ community. Um, and I was sort of detached from that. I wasn't really in close relationship with that. I wasn't really engaged with that. But then when I started encountering people as I grew up, as I got into college, as I started encountering people who actually were part of the LGBTQ community, who were sharing those experiences, all of a sudden I was placed in this paradox of, well, this is what I've been told. This is what I grew up with. But all of a sudden their experience is telling me something different. I'm experiencing these two different emotions of, well, this is what I've been told and I should cling to this versus these are people that I love and I'm empathizing with them. There's a paradox in that moment. And that paradox caused me to take action. That paradox caused me to change the way I thought this paradox caused me to change the way I speak to others and the language that I use. This paradox caused me to change my viewpoint on the LGBTQ, LGBTQ community. It caused me to change my viewpoint on um, their, the way that they lived, the way that they were created. It caused within me to be very firmly and centrally engaged with the people around me, which caused me to change, which caused action. So this paradox is not necessarily saying, well, detach from everything, just let everything go because it's all out of your control. And that's what I did for a really long time. This was just this thing that was taught to me, so I'll just go along with it. All of a sudden, this paradox brought me into, no, you are in close relationship with these people and you can't just say well this doesn't concern me anymore that's what this paradox of dust and divine does it brings us into closer relationship with our true selves with others around us and with creation itself So in this Lenten season or in this winter season or really whatever season in which you find yourself in, I hope that you are able to not only realize the paradox of the divine and the ordinary, to not only realize the paradox of the universal Christ, I hope that you are able to find, not only find and realize that in the cycle of dust to dust, um, you are rooted, but I also hope that you accept the paradox of the divine and the ordinary, the paradox of the universal Christ, the paradox of the cycle from dust to dust. And I hope in that acceptance, you find true engagement and participation in your life, the lives around you and the cosmos themselves. Happy Lenten season, happy winter, happy whatever season you are in right now. Peace and love, y'all.